Hi, welcome to KJ and BB, the podcast. I'm BB. We recommend that you be 18 years or older when listening to this specific episode. We will be covering some deep thoughts on religion, life, existence, um, and just, well, just deep thinking in general. So we recommend that you are 18 years or older when listening to this specific episode. We cannot stop you from listening, but we can only recommend. Also, please listen with an open mind. KJ and BB. Button. Hi, everyone who's 18 years old. <laughs> so we're going to be adding in a disclaimer like that every time we're having just an open dialogue and talk just because we've realized we are we're becoming bigger deals than I think we even know it sometimes. And I know we have fans and followers of all ages, of all ages and we want to make sure that the content that we're creating is uh geared towards the correct audience that we want yes kevin and i um what makes us unique as people um well as a couple but just more importantly as people is we are able to put aside any and all bias we have on different topics or just things in general um and really break them apart and discuss them so there are going to be themes in this episode that may be really far out there mm-hmm. for you, and that's fine. And, and they may not be that mm-hmm. far out there for you, and you may be listening and go, holy shit, someone mm-hmm. else thinks in that way. Because yeah. um, we, and here's, and this is the thing with life in general and what I love about podcasts, we really don't ever know fully how the rest of the world thinks. Um, and one of the great things we want to do with this podcast is let you in on how our brain works, how we see the world, how we envision the world, what we want for the world. And it might be completely aligned with what you think. And then amazing. Now you have a reassurance that there's other people who think like you, or it might be totally against anything you've ever thought before. And then amazing. It gives you insight to another way of thinking and viewing. Things. And that isn't necessarily telling you to change yes. the way that you think. Yeah. Um, it may open and broaden mm-hmm. your mind and go, huh, you know, maybe. Maybe. Um, and just, I think that's the problem in the world today is not enough open, open-mindedness across the board. Not enough of being inviting to other people's way of thoughts and maybe listening to how or why they think yeah. or act out in the way they do. Be, and because if I've said this once, I've said it a million times, maybe not on the podcast, but I truly believe to my core that most people on this planet are good or believe that they are good. <laughs> I believe that some of us don't even realize sometimes the faults that we have. I don't believe thinking. this, by the way. I know. And that's, look at us. We have different opinions on this, <laughs> this one thing. At the end of the day, we can only be as good as we want to be. And if we don't challenge ourselves to think differently, we can't ever change. Work. So. So all that to say, let's talk about say, Super Mario. This podcast episode is going to be covering everything Super Mario, the movie that just came out. Oh, my um, God. Kevin and I saw it. It came out yesterday, actually. And we were like, we will be going to see this movie immediately. Um, so if you haven't watched Super Mario... Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. Do not listen to this episode. Save it. Bookmark it. Come back to it after you've seen the movie. If you have, well, 
if you have any interest in seeing it, but like, oh I'm so God. tired of this happening. The microphone thing. If you just falls. fixed it, I don't know how to fix it. I think you just have to tighten that side. I don't no, know. It has nothing to do with the tightening. Oh my God, you guys. Anyways, <laughs> it's gonna fall again. It's gonna really aggravate me. Why don't you just push like prop it so it's like we need to take a sitting. pause. One moment. Prop it so it's properly sitting. Can you pause the podcast? Okay. Yes. And we're back. We're back after technical difficulty. <laughs> um, note to selves, we need to get a new whatever this filter thing Pop is. Filter. So, um, where we left off, yes, if you don't have interest in seeing this movie, which you really should have all the interest if you are a someone that did had any... If you've ever played Mario Kart, if you've ever played Mario Party, if you've ever played Super Mario Brothers, if you've ever seen a picture of Mario and Luigi, or if you like good movies. Go see the movie. Just go yeah. see the movie. Um, and so, like we said, so, yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this episode. If you have, um, we are wow. going to be covering some very deep thoughts. Now, I'm also going to give this... Um, what warning? What what do we call it? Trigger warning? No, not trigger warning. Um, I have no idea what you're about. <laughs> what did we? Whatever we did before this video. Oh, um, a uh, advisory. Sure. Um, we are not saying that the way that we think is the way, no. but or that it's even what the movie wanted us to no. think. No, but this is a part of always being open to having your mind invoke to these kind of things mm -hmm. so super mario bros we were so excited when the trailer first came out for it we were like thrilling oh my god can't wait to see that I, are you kidding and let me tell you the trailer was so fierce the movie a million times fierce and the trailer did its job mm -hmm. it, it sometimes you will see a movie trailer and you feel like you've watched the entire movie in that trailer the trailer is literally the first two minutes of the movie i had no idea what to expect it was and it there are twists turns the story is exciting it's like it takes the idea of the video games of super mario and creates it into this game of thrones lord of rings realm of like fantasy adventure my family is so addicted to Mario anything. Mm -hmm. Anytime we go to North Carolina to visit my family, we never leave without playing Mario Party. Mario Party. Super Mario Party. Mm -hmm. And literally just battling each other in the mini games. We get so heated. We love Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. um, we play Super Mario World mm -hmm. on the Nintendo Switch. Obviously, when I was a kid, I played these games. Um, mm -hmm. Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all these different games, right, that fall into the Mario universe. So, immediately, we're like, how is this movie going to... What is this movie? What is this movie? What is this movie going to tell? Uh, clear, like, obviously, we're like, mm -hmm. well, clearly it's going to be, like, some, like, Mario game type thing. Mm -hmm. No, bitch. It's, the, it, it's essentially the beginning of Mario. It's essentially where Mario and Luigi came from. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like we've ever received... Mm -hmm. 
a like backstory that would never, have been we've unique never gotten a backstory. enough. Have we never? No. Like, well, I don't know if there's ever been like a TV show or a cartoon. So there that's was. Been out. There was a. I remember there was a movie back when we were kids that we got from like Blockbuster mm-hmm. one time. TBT Blockbuster. Holy cow! Imagine a place to go get movies. But there was a Super Mario like live action movie. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was terrible. And it. But it. They tried. They took a swing. Um, I remember there was. A Yoshi in it. They did go in these pipes underground, but it was nothing like so. This movie. No idea, no idea where this was gonna go or where this was gonna come from. But it starts out in Earth on planet Earth planet in Earth. Brooklyn, Earth. Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. where Mario and Luigi are plumbers. Mm-hmm. Which, like, Mario and Luigi have always been. Plumbers, yes, but, it but never, just in this ideology of uh-huh. their plumbers living in New York City, it was trying to iconic. make it big, and so it starts out with a commercial that they made together that feels like a video game. That feels very much like a video game, and essentially, who Mario and Luigi are are these Italian Americans living who are started their own business, their own plumbing business, and they want to make their parents proud. They feel like they've been a failure to everybody. Um, Mario has these big dreams and aspirations. I'm going to start crying already. Oh, my God. And Luigi believes that Mario is the best person on the planet. He loves his brother so much. Luigi believes so much in his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's clear throughout the movie that Mario has kind of been this protector for Luigi throughout their lives as brothers. Um, And so... As Kevin said, they're portrayed as Italian-Americans living in New York City. Um, And he keeps messing with buttons. Is everything okay? Oh, so now you're paying attention. Now it matters. Because remember, that was a test. And I caught you. Caught you. Anyways. You're going to jail. I know a lot of people had problems with the trailer. Um, and they oh, yeah. were like, people didn't we're not, like Chris we're Pat's not going to, we're not going to watch the movie because Mario's not Italian and he's not saying all his catchphrases. It was the trailer. It was the and tra- it really just goes to show how simple we mm-hmm. are as people and how like miserable we've become as people that like, we, we literally were like, mm, this didn't catch my attention fully in 10 seconds. So I'm not going to watch it. And it immediately write, write things off. It per- the, and the movie did a perfect job because Mario did say it's a me Mario he did do all the Mario catchphrases I I feel like I want to say I always say Mario so it feels weird saying Mario but in the vein of the as if he he is go ahead it's essentially like in the same way like when you see uh, Gordon Ramsay there's more to Gordon Ramsay than being like this beef Wellington is shit but you want to he- when you see Gordon Ramsay, you want him to be like, "Get this back in the kitchen!" What? Like you want to see. I have that. no idea what you were trying to say. Okay, you said um, what you were going to say. There, Mario is being portrayed in this movie as an Italian American man living in New York yes. City. Yes. So obviously, he's not going to go around all day being like, "It's a me, a Mario, Mamma Mia." Mm-hmm. No, because he is Italian American. The movie so clearly por- mm-hmm. is portraying that. As far as this story goes, mm-hmm. 
and there's no wrong way of telling the story no, of Mario it's so when good. it's not like there's a story out there to begin with about who he is. Like, no. you know what I mean? One moment, Kevin. I need to put this on Do Not Disturb. I'm sorry. Um, so Mario and Luigi are plumbers. They're trying to make it big. There's a bunch of like, you know, silly moments of them like basically they never can get it right they're they're uh-huh. always messing up um mario's always the, but mario so doesn't want to give up he yeah. so believes in himself he's like no i can do anything luigi who there is this obvious like uh mario's kind of crazy mm-hmm. but he still believes in his brother mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. they are and they believe in branding, so that's why they wear their Mario and Luigi outfits with the M and the L. Obviously. And their mom is like, I love it, I love it. So I'm like, this so, is giving me Cheryl Murray tease. So relatable, so relatable to the real world. Oh my god! Hello, we literally live in Nashville, Tennessee, where when we first moved here, that we saw moving trunks. What what were the moving trucks called? The moving company where it's like hunks. college hunks. Yeah. And, and like. I'm sure it's got like a. Like, what's supposed to be a college hunk guy. And, like, these college hunks will help you move. And you see Joe Schmo driving the truck. The world is all about branding. So, duh, of course it makes sense that, like... That they're focused on branding. That they're focused on branding in this, like, weird, like, plumber-looking way that has nothing to do with the video game. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be... These Mario and Luigi. It's it's it's, it's the origin story. It's literally the origin story. And it's story. also the animation animators that did Despicable Me and Sing and um, Secret Life of Pets. Illumination. So the, Illumination Studios. So even in the real world, they nail um, the animation of the real world. is just amazing. And it starts out, they have a failed plumbing job and they want... Um, Mario wants to do something big to put them on the map. And Brooklyn has this big water main leak, and Mario and Luigi go to try and fix it. And and Mario ends up, Luigi ends up basically falling into this pipe that mm-hmm. they find under, underground. Mario also ends up falling into it. It makes more sense in the movie than yeah. I could explain it yeah. right now. But these aren't the points that like. No, I'm, we don't really even need to recap the movie. No. I want to talk about the the themes from the movie. So for me. Um, there is a part in the movie where Mario, you know, ends up falling into the world and meeting Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it just fierce. Like, fierce. R- r- like, shout out to the writers and mm-hmm. creators and anyone who anyone worked on this involved. movie. It really is brilliant. And it really saddens me that there would be anyone in this world that would have something negative to say about the hard work of others Mm -hmm. that is put out for your entertainment. Like, uh, it's just crazy. But something that stood out to me, and this movie covers a lot of deep themes that if you're Mm -hmm. paying attention, it is so obviously right in front of your face. so deep for a children's movie. Very deep for a children's movie. But, um, basically Princess Peach, who is living in, the land of toads mm-hmm. with mushroom all the, kingdom or mushroom kingdom. Thank you. Um, and Mario is obviously a human. They all, everyone in this world is like, Oh, you're clearly a human. You're from the mm-hmm. human world. Um, and Mario is like, well, princess peach, you clearly don't belong here either. So you must be from my world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of tells like, it kind of gives a little bit of a backstory of princess peach. And she can't, she doesn't know where she came from. Mm-hmm. She stumbled upon this world Baby as a comes young girl. 
um, and the toads took her in. And so Mario's like, oh, so you you must be from my world then. You must be from the world of Earth. I'm mm-hmm. from New York. You must clearly be from my world because mm-hmm. we look alike, obviously, as far as like looking like a human would. Mm-hmm. And Princess Peach looks to the sky and she goes, what I've learned is there are many worlds out there and I could be from anywhere. Mm. And it really, like this moment, and that was it. Like as soon yeah. as that was said, it moved next on scene. to the next scene as if this moment in the movie meant nothing. Mm-hmm. But the writers could have easily been like, maybe. And they could have played on Princess Peach possibly being from Earth, but instead they took her they took her character storyline to mm-hmm. a place of, oh, I could be from anywhere. Because, duh, duh. Mario, who clearly so far in the movie believes that earth is the only world and he cannot fathom the idea mm-hmm. that he is in a different place that does not feel or look like earth um yes of course there would be the the possibility of other worlds out there and of oh, course yeah. peach could have come from a world that is not earth and not obviously the mushroom kingdom mm-hmm. so if there is this obvious existence of the two already in this movie, There's why would we write off any others? Yep. Um, and it, this moment was so small. And, like, honestly, the average human will miss this moment in the movie. Oh, yeah, and they will sure. just be like, no, Princess Peach is obviously from Earth. Duh. Like, she was, she stumbled there when she was a little kid. But there is also the possibility of her not being from Earth because, because. of how they wrote this in the movie. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I I mean, immediately I'm like, because it's just the idea of the movie is Mario and Luigi entered this brand new world. And within this world, they each landed in two completely different worlds. Mushroom Kingdom is this place of absolute peace and prosperity. It shows the toads running around, going to the store, getting what they want. It shows them going to the living coin in harmony. machine, living in harmony. They go to the coin machine, take the coins they want to take or need for the day, and then they go about their business. And you, when they get up to the castle to go find Princess Peach, there's two guards, and they're like, hey, you're not getting past us. And Toad is like, I got this. And it makes it seem, and you as the viewer, because you come from planet Earth, you automatically where all we know is violence. violence. <laughs> you assume, oh, Toad's about to throw down and because he he like, and then what he would say he, why we would assume he opens that. his bag, he pulls out some things, and we're he like, pulls out a frying pan. He pulls out he a pulls out a frying pan. Kevin's like missing the lead up, which yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. Toad pulls out a frying pan in this like. And the scene is, the buildup is, oh, he's about to, like, fight them yes. with the frying pan. And he goes, Ugh! and then all of a sudden he's scrambling eggs. And he's like, all right, how do you like your eggs? And and he, the other guards are like, oh, okay. Uh, and they sit down and they're just sitting and talking with Toad. Just the idea of in this world. Conflict you, is Conflict resolved. can be resolved. Peacefully. Peacefully, through food, through conversation, rather than violence. You want to get into the castle? I can make you some food. This world that Mario is sent into is so different from the world that we live in on planet Earth. So, yes, as adults watching this movie, you'll obviously probably be with your kids or mm-hmm. and you'll be whatever. And you'll be like, oh, so silly. Toad mm-hmm. sitting down like we thought we were, he was going to like fight them with the pan. Um, 
Yeah, because we grew up on violence mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's so refreshing to see so that kids refreshing. are going to grow up in a world in the world that we're living mm-hmm. in now. They're going to grow up watching these animated movies where like, yeah, these takes are so silly, but they're going to be like, oh, look, Toad mm-hmm. resolved this conflict mm-hmm. and was able to get Mario in the castle by cooking them a meal mm-hmm. and like distracted them that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild. It, and so the idea that other worlds exist that the Peach presents also reinforces the fact that our worlds can be what we want to make them. And the the people that have the say in that, and you, you see it in this movie, Princess Peach is the ruler of one kingdom. Bowser is a ruler of another. Uh, Cranky Kong is the ruler of another. Is that his name? I think it's Cranky Kong. Um, so you get these glimpses. King Penguin. King Penguin is the ruler of one. And you see how these civilizations work and you can see what the pros and cons of all of them could be um and so it's just as a person right now who is struggling with some of the things going on in our world right now and it feels like nobody actually cares about all of us little toads running around we don't have a princess peach who's willing to put her life on the line to protect us all um, it makes you a little disheartened. And but this movie made me feel inspired because it showed that we have the power not only to travel to new worlds, but to create the perfect one. T. So, yeah, the movie, like, eyes wide open when watching mm-hmm. this movie because some of the themes are really right in front of your face. And mm-hmm. you really have to be... receiving of Mm -hmm. them to fully like grasp how good this movie was actually written it's so good it's so literally i only have one flaw with the entire movie and you know what it is i don't so remind me my one flaw is that yoshi is not in the movie yes yoshi does not uh, yoshi's Yoshi's do make a cameo. A five-second cameo. They make a a Kevin John on American Idol cameo. Um, haha, that was so funny. (laughs) They make a five-second cameo in the movie, but they do. Yoshi is not a prominent character in this Mm -hmm. movie. But it's but it's because they're they're they fit so much story. They fit so much of the nostalgic Mm -hmm. Super Mario universe in this movie Mm -hmm. that. Once again, Illumination Studios, these are the same people that made what children worldwide go crazy over, Minions, Mm -hmm. you know, Secret Life of Pets. Kids movies, how do you fit so much in a kid's movie to keep their mind, Mm -hmm. you know, grasped without them getting distracted? And we we were saying in the car that, like, I can only imagine the stuff that they had to cut out of this movie. Oh my! And I'm sure, and because I can tell that everyone involved in this movie loves Mario, I'm sure oh God, yes. the cutting room floor, cutting anything was probably so hard. Like they probably like, like they. You have to have Yoshi. They went that. home mm-hmm. and probably cried yeah. about it. I'm sure there's someone who was in the room being like, "We can't make the Mario Brothers movie without Yoshi." I'm sure there's somebody. 
one of the writers was like that, but then realized, you know what? You're right. Yoshi will have to wait for number two. But what if we'll add we'll add them here so like yep. they still get the taste of it. When I tell you everything was added in this movie from Goombas, Goombas, to, Koopas, uh, Shy Guys, Shy Guys, um, uh, the bu- the bullets, the cheap cheap fish, King Bomb, King Bomb, King Boo, King Boo, like per- the piranha plants. There was nothing really, missing. There was nothing missing, and they took the magic from all of these games that we know mm-hmm. and have loved so much growing up, and they were able to turn it into a a movie like theme mm-hmm. that made sense and didn't feel corny didn't feel like well duh like no it was so innovative the, the way they they yeah the way they did don't um, throw my pride flag on the floor <laughs> i just threw something on the floor the way they did mario um eating the mushroom uh-huh. mario in the movie hates mushrooms he he's comes like in, he comes in small mushrooms i hate mushrooms and they're like oh well, the only way you get to be bigger and have this power of being stronger and bigger is eating a mushroom and he's like are you freaking out? like the comedy in mm-hmm. that is which like also which also presents the idea that this whole universe is designed with Mario in mind. The fact that Mushroom Kingdom exists when the one of the main things from our backstory that we get is Mario hates mushrooms. And now he's presented it to this Mushroom Kingdom. It has this dreamlike element to it that is iconic. And other... <laughs> the way they did Bowser in this made oh, so much my. sense because what we get from the Mario don't take your line. don't take your kids don't take your kids to the movie don't take your kids to the movie if you're not taking them to a drag show because there are <laughs> notes of queerness homoerotic queerness in this and there is drag in this movie actually <laughs> is there the wizard literally dresses as yes, the bride. Yes, yes, yes. Don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. Don't take your Do not take your kids. Literally, so Bowser, the we get in the Marios that Bowser and Mario are enemies. Side note, we're just kidding, by the way. Like, obviously. Oh, do you take, do you take, take your, your kids. kids. Take your kids and take them again. and take. We're just making a joke of all the silly stuff going yeah. on in Tennessee right it now. It truly is silly. It's so, it's silly. so silly. But go ahead. Say what you're going to um, say. Bowser is madly in love with Princess Peach. And Princess Peach hates Bowser. Bowser knows that Princess Peach hates him. Everyone on Bowser's uh, team, his army, they're all, they all know that Peach hates Bowser. And he has this mad love for her. And all the destructive things he does is because he thinks that's how he's going to but get her. But also, we don't, as a viewer, mm-hmm. find this out. Until later on in the yes, movie. Yes, yes, So this entire time, you do just believe Bowser is just being bad mm-hmm. because he's Bowser based on what we know oh, mm-hmm. of Bowser, the character. Yes. And then they're like, twist your arm, JK. It's because Bowser's actually in love mm-hmm. with Princess Peach. And you're like... Which Duh. also, that makes sense for the... Like, in the original Mario video games... Peach is captured in a castle by Bowser, and you have to save Princess Peach. And it makes sense now. Like, they tied that in with but like, the I, idea. Yeah, exactly, because I never played the games mm-hmm. in the vein of, he's in love with Peach, and yeah. he's trying to marry her. 
Unless I'm stupid. Like, no, unless- no, no. I think that is new information. Like, that's why it seemed like such a twist. And it makes it even stronger as to why Bowser hates Mario. Because Mario is someone he sees as, as a, threat. a threat to his love for Princess Peach. Brilliant. 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 It's so good. And someone's going to be like, actually, that was really established. Like, okay, cool. If there's Whatever. fan fiction out there that Don't already care. said that, amaze, love. Don't Work. care. Amaze. Work. Um, the... So one of the little this movie is for the little kids who don't read your Reddit pages. Like literally. So one of the main things about the Bowser camp that I found really interesting is they show Bowser and his army. And while we see Bowser as this like evil guy, they show the scene of Bowser sitting on his throne and all the Goombas and Koopas and Bomoms, um, and those little other guys, they're like literally having a rock concert. They're all partying, having fun. They're singing. They're dancing. They're like, there's such a camaraderie between them. And I thought it was so interesting to show the dichotomy. They didn't want to be like, Bowser is bad and everyone on Team Bowser is bad. They showed that these people had a reason to believe in Bowser. Because Bowser, they're like, yeah, we're going to rock. Yeah, amazing. And... I feel like a lot of times, us as people, sometimes we think we're the Bowsers and we're the Princess Peach and we're the Mario and the Luigi. But a lot of times, we're just the Goombas and the Koopas and the Toads. And sometimes, us Goombas and Koopas and Toads end up playing a game that we never signed up for. See. Um, they all, this movie also did a really good job. I say also, like, I have, we haven't been saying this the entire <laughs> podcast. Um, the movie did a great job on incorporating the subdivisions of the Mario world as far as, like, Donkey Kong and, like, mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Um, Donkey Kong, the introduction of Donkey Kong into the movie really gave me chills watching oh it. Gosh. I felt like a little kid all over again. I felt like I was just like it was this makes thrilling. Sense. I, it we, makes sense. We were crying. I was like this this is duh. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, I I yeah, I would assume that this would be what it is mm-hmm. a, as a child. Mm-hmm. Um the cameo of Diddy Kong and um the the cameo of Diddy Kong which was so and what's small. Di- what's his girlfriend's name? Who's the the blonde Diddy Kong? Oh, I literally can't. Oh, remember. I don't remember. I, you slow, but we get a cameo of Diddy Kong and his friends from the Donkey Kong games, and they can make a whole other movie. They can make a whole. They can make five movies. Yes, they will. They will. It'd be they've, dumb if they didn't. They've made literally twelve minion yeah, movies. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, they're going to make all the Super Mario yeah. movies. Um. I don't, I like, that's the thing. I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to bounce off there's, of. There's anything, anything is brilliant. The the whole, also, oh my gosh, the theme, and this kind of actually makes me sad, but there is a theme between Donkey Kong and his dad and Mario and Luigi and their dad. And the idea that they just want their dad to be, to say that they're proud of them. And they, they can't get that validation and assurance from their dad which is great to put that in this movie and it makes me sad that like we're still like disney's been doing this 
trope since the early 90s we had lion king we had finding nemo we've had we've had so many examples of dads not being able to say and do the right thing and here we are with mario we still live in that same world where dads aren't so approving and loving of their children also the clear woman empowerment oh that princess peach represents in this movie because when you think of princess peach you obviously think of dainty, like princess, mm-hmm. like this movie takes her and still presents that air of her, that daintiness, that softness of a princess, but allows the young girls that will come who love Princess Peach also be like, wow, look at Princess Peach kick ass. Look at her doing the same things that Mario look, and everyone else is doing. Look, look at, at her on being her motorbike. Like, look at her being the best leader of a kingdom. Look at her being the best leader of a kingdom. Who is, a, look, look at that woman representation. When she, that is mm-hmm. more than just being a pretty face. It's also getting down and dirty and mm-hmm. doing all the things that the boys do or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, But she did it in her way. A lot of times, the boys of the world, the men of the world, Bowser's coming to attack the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. A boy leader would be like, all right, everybody, gear up. Let's fight. Princess Peach, she comes back to her kingdom and immediately is saying, evacuate, get out, get out, get out. as far away as you can. Everyone leave. Go, 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 go. So that way she's the only person there along with Toad that's there to stand up to Bowser and his army. And never rely. You never see her at any point in the movie. Go, please, Mario, come. Please, Mario, come rescue us. Please. No. No. Because she's not waiting for a man to come rescue her. Even in that scene at the wedding, she had a plan. She still had a plan. She had a plan. She could, And the plan ended up not fully working. And she needed the help of Mario. But she, she had a plan. She had a course of action. It's so good. It's such a good movie. I can't we wait to see, see it again. We see so often in these movies with like a princess type character mm-hmm. where there's still a man by her side who's kind of leading yeah. the the cause and leading the rebellion and mm-hmm. being the person that she's falling on. Mm-hmm. Princess Peach in this movie, like, I'm, this this was the first time that, like, also I've personally watched an animated movie and really thought, wow, these people voicing these characters brilliant. were brilliant. Because... Be- and here's what I will And Anya Joy, is that her name? Anya Joy Taylor or Anya yes. Taylor? That bitch. Can I? So I literally have chills right now because I'm just having a realization. They had big names as all these voice actors. Never once in the movie did I not think it was just the character. Never once was I was like, oh, Chris Pratt, Jack Black. I, I was Princess Peach. Mar- I was, they. These notable actors and these notable voices. Fred Armisen was in this movie. Did you even realize? Yes. I, who was he? I think he was the wizard. Br- but, Brilliant. But let's be clear. Not- let's be clear. I've never played the Mario games being like, I wonder who voices Mario. Exactly what you said. I watched this movie mm-hmm. being like, yeah, Mario voicing Mario is doing really good. Yep. The <laughs> wizard voicing the wizard is doing really good. 
Uh, yeah, Princess Peach, this is exactly what I would assume Princess Peach to sound and act like if yep. Princess Peach was a fully realized character outside of a video yep. game. Toad. Bowser, this is exactly how... This is not what I would have expected, but this makes sense for the story for Bowser to be like Donkey Kong. Perfect. Perfect. This like childish, like immature, cocky, but Which, like, yes, it's Seth Rogen and that's the perfect casting. It's the, <laughs> the perfect casting for Donkey Kong. It, because when am I not playing a Mario game annoyed at my brother for picking Donkey Kong and <laughs> it take he takes up all the space. He has the biggest cart in Mario Kart. Yep. He has he takes up the space on in um Mario Party on the spaces. Yep. Like he's always like in the way. Yep. Um literally and also we didn't even talk about there's there's so much to talk about. It's such a good movie. The customization of the carts. The Mario. The um the way they the way they introduced and uh, I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for, but the way they made Mario Kart a part of this movie was brilliant. brilliant. Once again, you it's so easy to when doing these movies, these like Tron like movies these mm-hmm. movies that are already based off of things mm-hmm. like they're coming out with Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. you kind of there is this like air of like oh this could be corny and mm-hmm. there's really no reason for you to feel like that but there is there is the part of you that will feel like oh this could be corny in a way not an ounce of corniness in this movie. Mm-mm. And it could have been corny with adding in Mario Kart and, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, yeah, duh, Mario Kart. The way they put this in the movie was flawless. flawless. The way they added it as far as, like, customization and then, like, going on Rainbow Road and, like... Toad in his Toad giant... Toad in his giant, like, <laughs> Mario Kart thing. Because, and you know what's so funny? And I don't even know... Like, this is so niche that I don't even think people will realize it. But I remember from Mario Kart Double Dash on GameCube, the size of your character dictated the size of, of the your car that you could choose. Yeah. So the Toads and the Baby Marios could get these small little racer cars, and Donkey Kong and Bowser only could choose from the bigger, bigger selection cars. of cars. So, and now in the newer Mario Kart on like Wii and Switch, you can choose any car that you want. But this kind of harkened to that and showed Toad choosing the biggest possible car he could choose. And it was kind of like a win for the Toads of Mario Kart Double Dash. So niche. The characterization of all of these characters, and only because you sang something about Toad, and I'm just remembering mm-hmm. how suave Toad's character was <laughs> and how, like, I don't think I would have expected that for Toad, but also it did make the most sense for Toad mm-hmm. to be the character, the way that he was in the movie. Oh just very, like, the I'm thinking of the way he, when he first pulled up in the truck and was mm-hmm. like, and, like he well, was and, a clown and like, the way he immediately him and mario weren't friends and he's like oh that's my best friend and mario's like oh i don't even we? know you like and toad's like <laughs> yeah like yeah. of course i'm coming toad, on this adventure oh my god uh, he may have been my favorite character oh, in the entire <laughs> movie now that i'm thinking back yeah to toad's amazing and the whole time he has such a fighting spirit in him oh my and god it, uh, it's so it's so iconic you guys you need to go and see it <laughs> where are we time what's that say 
So we probably it's probably been about forty minutes now. Work. Um. Yeah. So I guess we should. Oh my gosh, we didn't even get to the prisoners. That's one of the deep. Uh, what was re- the deep thought behind it that we had? I forgot. Bowser kept um, all these prisoners in these jail cells. So the King Penguins and all the penguins and Luigi is stuck in there and the Donkey Kong uh, members are Because the theme also of this movie, while there's so much happening and Mm -hmm. so much going on and so, so much that you're being taken through as a viewer is... Mario is trying to rescue his brother Luigi, mm-hmm. who they got separated when they first fell through the portal, and he promises him that he will find him, and that as long as they are together, nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. So Mario, this entire time, has been trying to rescue Luigi, mm-hmm. which falls into kind of what we were getting of his backstory of how he's just always failing. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's always failing in life, no matter how much of a hold he think he has on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luigi never loses hope in that his brother will come find him. And so we see this big jail cell, uh, this this prison cell there over hot boiling lava. And there's this little star um, that I think is named Luma from from Rosalina. I don't know. But this little blue star who is so happy in this little jail cell. But everything that she's saying is dark and twisted mm-hmm. and every time a new prisoner comes in she's like oh yay more meat for the meat grinder and the only she's sweet just, escape will be death she yeah she's like we're all gonna die it's okay but like in in that same exact tone of like mm-hmm. very happy very like oh, i can't wait to meet my maker like mm-hmm. and kevin is like this is and like so all the prisoners are like can she shut up like Mm -hmm. you know why is she acting that way Mm -hmm. like why is she speaking these things out loud and kevin was like that's pretty dark for a kid's movie Mm -hmm. and i was like is it though is it dark because we grew up on movies that weren't so openly like didn't have characters talking like that to Mm -hmm. kids we grew up with characters that'd be like this is sad and quiet in their jail cells when in actuality she's the most fully aware of what's going on with them and she's being vocal about what's actually happening rather than trying to pretend that she's in a different situation than exactly and i think it's a te- a test this is another deep thought so <laughs> buckle, buckle up. up we think it's a testament to just how we grew up with movies that didn't have this type of characterization in it yeah and we also are living in a time where our generation and the generations before us are not acknowledging of mental health and depression and mm-hmm. we barely have been discovering it whereas kids now who will watch this kids movie will grow up probably being like oh yeah depression is a real thing duh like Mm -hmm. it was in media for us when we were younger so why wouldn't we be aware of it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's yeah it's kind of crazy the shift in um culture and dynamics mental health is present in the super mario movie and that so obviously so obviously that it can't be unnoticed and if i was a little kid walking out of the theater i probably would go like huh, that star seemed really positive in a dark situation, um, but was saying some dark things. Like, what's that about? I would probably have questions about it because I had questions as about it as a 29-year-old person. Um, 
so deep, deep, deep. And also, uh, Bowser was going to sacrifice and kill all, all of, of them. The, all of them, obviously, for and in the sake of a ritual as a gift to Peach. So, in the terms of then, that's that's a peek behind the curtain of. Um, just because someone thinks they're doing something for a noble and right reason, they're usually the most unaware of how evil what they're doing is. Um, let's talk about the freaking uh, gay moment. <laughs> yes, we will end this with the gay moment. <laughs> um, so Bowser is like really excited to marry Peach mm-hmm. and the wizard who... It, you slowly start to realize, oh, the wi- the wizard is like clearly in love with Bowser, yes. like he, w- <laughs> which is so funny. Um, and so there's a scene where Bowser and the wizard are like practicing Bowser reading his vows, mm-hmm. and the wizard just happens to be dressed up as, as Princess Peach. Princess, like as a bride, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene starts off with Bowser just reading his vows, so you think he's just reading his vows, but then it turns to like the wizard in a mm-hmm. full wedding outfit and one of the koopas comes into the room comes into the room like, and it's like uh king bowser and because he has a question and like bowser who's like you're interrupting me he goes what but then the wizard at the same time who's like don't you see i'm getting married to bowser is like <laughs> what and so it like it's so another good. so another small detailed moment but like people will watch this movie and go ha 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 that's so funny yeah but like it, you know what I mean. This gay love, gay it was, love, it was baby. showing homosexuality in Super Mario. Yep, it, it it is literally, it's such a good movie. It really like truly because we live in a world where you can never give something its full props. I would rate it in uh eight out of ten. An 8.5 out of 10 for oh the sake. Oh my gosh. Can you just listen I'm to listening. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. For the sake of you, the viewer out there, I know an 8.5 for anyone who bases their life off of reviews mm-hmm. is a really good review. Personally, I would rate it an 100 out of 10. I will see this movie constantly. When we saw Everything mm-hmm. Everywhere all at once, as soon as it became available to buy, we bought, we bought that it. damn movie. Oh, we are going to buy this movie. We will be buying this movie as soon as it is available to buy. I don't care if it's streaming for free on Disney+. Plus. I'm going I to. It. I want to own this movie. I yeah. never want to have a moment where this movie is not... I'm not able to access this mm-hmm. movie. Um, that's, it really was phenomenal. And I would give it a 9.75 out of 10. That 0.25 being, I would have wanted it to be longer, and I would have wanted Yoshi. But that is literally, most people don't want movies to be longer, so shame on y'all. Yeah, literally, I, go figure. I'm here for a long movie. We paid movie. $41. Oh my gosh. To I, go see this I movie. I would have sat there for. With how expensive uh, movies are mm-hmm. and movie snacks. Bitch, I will sit Bitch, there. Make it a day. I want to have a picnic. I will sit, I will sit there. there. For as I'll long bring as in. I'll bring in a pizza. I'll bring in if a Jimmy John's. You John. need to have intermission and be like, all right, before yeah. we get to the next, I will oh go to the bathroom. My gosh. Give I'll me stretch an my legs. Yeah. For how much you got me paying to see a movie, you but, better believe I'll know, sit there all day and watch it. That's a hot take because no, but everyone's out here being like, movies are too long. Nope. 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 Because then that makes me be like, dang, I wish this was a TV show so it could have been even longer. Um, 
yeah, so 9.75 would have wanted to be longer, and Yoshi wasn't there, so I had to deduct a, a point one from that. T. Um, brilliant movie. Go run, run and see it. Run, run and don't see walk. it. Take your mushrooms, power up, and sprint your butt there. Everything about it is amazing. Um, if you loved, if you've seen it and you love it, please let us know your thoughts. Um, comments on this. We'll have this on YouTube. Um, so please let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know your ratings, what you give it. And, um, yeah, we have more podcasts coming to you next week. We'll have Saudi Arabia part three and four, and, um, we're going to dive into my American Idol journey. Well, our American Idol journey as well. <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. KJ and BB. Button. <laughs>